All right, everybody. Well, good afternoon and welcome to, well, I don't know what time of day you're listening to this. Who the hell knows? Um, thank you for listening to another episode of the DH Podcast. Before my illustrious co-host joins me, um, I just want to let you know that this is where we would put a sponsor. Obviously, at the moment, we do not have one. Uh, we're growing every week. We want to add somebody in um, that wants to help promote their product. Um, both of your hosts are across the country, so um, you get people from all across the country. And apparently, a lot of people in Ireland also listen to this. Uh, almost 8% of our listeners from Ireland. So, thank you guys, which is amazing. Um, but... There you go. Just showing the brevity of what we can provide for you. A little international action. Um, we've got an absolute packed show, and I know that I'm going to say that a couple times um, so we can wait on it. But I am excited uh, to bring this for you. Um, thank you to everybody for joining us. Sponsors, you can find us anywhere. Just shout, and we'll typically show up. That's what we do. We're very good at it. All right, everybody, let's get after it. Man, this is the clearest you've you've sounded in quite a while, and I'm grateful. It's because I decided to wear a headset. And again, still grateful. Um, this is yeah. what happens when when you when you get hired by Notre Dame as a head coach in your video game. You decide to upgrade upgrades, people upgrades. Yeah. So how did you come up with the name, whatever your name was, Righty? His name something. is Righty Westgate. Okay. Um, I I, I want to say that it was an original idea. It was a mixture of I really just enjoyed famous coaches or famous people with like the name lefty or righty or rusty or something like that. Oh, that's very Midwestern of you. Yeah. So it, it was that. So I just decided to just roll with that. And then, um, obviously I run the air raid offense. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not dumb. So I'm, I'm just, uh, at this point, just a Looney Tunes character as a head coach. I will say, um, wait, wait a second though. What is a, uh, what is his look? What's the signature look? So he's got, hold on, I'm recruiting right now. So give me two Ooh. minutes and I will, I will well, give you a good Walk answer. us through the recruitment process. We want to be there. Well, right now I'm talking to Pat Harrison of Silver Spring, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a defensive tackle. I need one apparently. And, uh, so I've basically promised him the world. Yeah. You can never have too many. No, no, you really can't. Um, so he's in like the he's in his like final top three phase. We're not even in there. We're just gonna swoop in at the last possible second because we're fun. Oh, that um, it is a Notre Dame thing to do. Yeah. So, uh, so I've got this kid. We've we've uh, apparently talked to him extensively before today. Um, <laughs> apparently. Um, so we got him visiting this week, and uh, it looks like. Uh, Looks like everything is is pointing up in our direction. Um, no, it is not. It is pointing west. I hate you. <laughs> I gotta say though, I love the West Gate. I can't tell if it's like it. You know, to me, truthfully, I, truthfully, I took it from like an apartment complex. Okay. There was like there was like an apartment complex that I passed at one point that was named Westgate, and I was like, hmm, this is unique and interesting. Solid and ass name. That just that just stuck with me. Good. Hey, you know what? The creativity, you know, sparks anywhere. Um, as we so, just, no, go ahead. I was going to say his, his road has been, has been one that's been borderline hilarious. Um, he coached at Michigan for a long time. Um, he was the head coach at Vanderbilt, took him to the national title game and lost in his oh, first season. Disastrous. He only signed a one-year contract with Vanderbilt and was pissed about it. So then he left. 
Um, then he went to Boise State, went 13-0, won a national championship, and then uh, here we are. Um, right, so let me – oh, here it is, here it is. His first season was at the University of Univer- – the University of Louisiana Lafayette, then went to Mississippi State, then went to Michigan, won three national titles in three years at Michigan. Uh, went 13 and one in Vanderbilt and lost in the national championship game, and then uh, went to Boise, won a national championship. He's a four-time national champion. Well, so when you when you were talking about contracts and stuff like that, don't you determine that? Can't you opt no, in? No, so they or offer. Opt out? No, so they offer it. You can opt in and opt out. Yes, um, but they they basically offer you a one somewhere between one and a five-year contract, and. Uh, when I was hired at, at Vanderbilt after my third year in Michigan, um, they offered me a one-year contract, and I uh, took it. Um, went thirteen and one. Then they offered me a two-year contract extension. I said nope, and I left. So you tell me that you went from Michigan to Vanderbilt? Yes, to Boise State. Oof, oof, that is a weird road. But back on top. The problem, the problem is right now that I'm having is that I can't see what my previous records were. Like everything shows up as zero and zero, and so I can't like tell because it's technically not my record. It's like as an offensive coordinator, so it won't count towards or against you. Okay. So right now, as a head coach, I'm just thirteen and one, but I've had oh. seven winning seasons. They're trying to cheat you. Well, they're helping you actually. I'm 13 and one, according to this, as a head coach. I've had seven total winning seasons as a coach. My longest win streak is 13 games. Well, that would be obvious because my 13 and one record. Uh, my career is four and one against the top 25. I'm two and zero versus rivals, and I'm 0 and one in bowl games apparently. But I'm three and zero in conference titles. So That's actually, very... five, I'm actually five and zero in conference titles. What am I talking about? It kind of sounds like Oregon. Yeah, but I've actually like an, won like an national titles. <laughs> that's that's there, my thing. There was a time, damn it. Chip Kelly was around. Don't disrespect that man. Hey, I will never disrespect Oregon because they were my first official uh, outside of Notre Dame uh, football team, college football team crush. Okay, well, he, I, I kind of want to go along this now that you got my brain thinking. When was the first time that you predicted a March Madness national champion? Never. You've never gotten the national champion. No. You never even went like with like just like a, an easy Kansas or Kentucky or Duke. No. No. You're still I, I would, chasing I would, that. I would personally like to say that I did it once, and that was when my sister went like my sister went to Villanova, so like one of the Villanova years. But I truly don't think I did. So I'm just gonna say no. Well, respect the honesty, and also, do you do how many sheets do you do? Uh, more than I'd care to admit. Okay, two is my limit. I, I I usually stick to one out of laziness, and then by the time I get to the second one, you know, my round of 32 is almost identical from the first one. So then it's just, you know, kind of a choose-your-own-adventure shit at that point. Um, but I was going to say, mine, I, I feel the same way that you feel about Oregon, kind of like how I feel about Syracuse basketball, because that was mellow days, and that was the first ever time I predicted it right was when Mello uh, won. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, I was a uh, I was filling out a bracket and 
you know, because my brothers went to Dayton, and obviously we did as well, um, I picked them to win it. And they, I think they got bounced game one. And my dad was like, be smart, you know, pick with your head, don't pick with your heart, that sort of thing. And I was like, all right, let's do this. And rode the mellow train all the way to success. And that's been, I'm usually pretty good with Final Fours. I'm usually pretty good. Um, national champions, I think I've only had, you know, three or four of them. Not not a not a ton. I'm not like you know hitting every time. I mean, I've definitely picked a day of, but like if you're asking me day one of the tournament, have I picked a national champion? No, I've never done it. Okay, and that's that. Yeah, I'm not, we're not gonna. That's all right. I may I might have done it this year. I might have had it this year, but it was canceled. So I'm we not did no. We did have it this year. All right. We all right. Did. You want to go that route? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Man. Um, and then also along. Oh, to answer to answer your first question, I'm sorry yeah. that I I was I was too busy recruiting. Uh, my guy is a very stereotypical uh, Auburn coach. He wears a sweater vest. Re- visor, no visor. Visor. Yep. There. Visor, visor, sweater vest, and glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're they're blatantly stealing. You j- you can't you can't talk you can't look at it and not be like, yep, that man knows exactly what he's doing. Well, and I, they got to do that. I mean, what's his name then? Because they, they clearly are not going to pay him in real life, so they got to make something up. Yeah, it's righty. Oh, you're oh oh. So you made him look like Gus on purpose? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, made him, I made him look like Gus. I made him look like Gus. I just named him Righty Westgate. Okay, so then this is um, NCAA thirteen, fourteen, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. All right, okay. I, I'm too poor for fourteen. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I think actually. I'm sure that ever since like Big Cat started doing those streaming stuff, I'm sure oh, yeah, the like, price only went up. Yeah, the used market has got to be like somebody, you know, some like college kid has been sitting on that and like never played it, and then he probably just flipped it for like seventy five bucks. Easy. Uh, that was that was one thing that when we were growing up, I played video games all the time because I would I had no life. Um, yep. and it's very different than nowadays. Now you can actually make a living out of video games, which I am jealous about, number one. Number two, um, you know, that back then it was a sign that, you know, if you couldn't afford Xbox Live and you just played video games alone, that was the sad one. That was me. Um, oh, yeah. That, I, I feel like I feel like you're the age of... What was that? Did you just make a... What? Th- that, that was... Uh, I try to be very good about the mute button, and typically I am. But a, uh, you just decided to make a sound effect instead. That was that was a car coming around my apartment. That was a that was just a a guy that wanted to show off his cool tailpipe. Oh he's he's much God. cooler than I am. So I thought that was a sound effect you did. I wish I had that in the arsenal. I've got a few of them, but that is not in the bag. No. Um. Okay. Um. <laughs> You're so off your train of thought. What, <laughs> Took what you right was I off. talking about? <laughs> yeah, um, we were talking about uh, video games. Ah, uh, yes. I feel like I feel like as a kid, like up until you were probably like twelve, thirteen, you definitely played alone, or you had, or you had like invited someone over to play video games with. Is it? Do you think that's the same nowadays? I don't. I don't know. No, yeah. for sure not, because I feel like you know parents let kids just do whatever they want now. Yeah. Like 10, 11, 12, 13 year olds probably are now discovering Xbox Live. And I don't think I discovered it until like 14, 15. Until I got to high school, probably. 
No, that's accurate. Um, or, or it was one of those things that I just didn't want to discover it, so I just didn't care enough. That's valid. Um, yeah, the, the the first time I played Xbox Live was when I went over to the rich kid's house, and he was playing Spider-Man. Still remember that. Perfect. I did. Those were, you know, believe it or not, those were fun video games. I, I don't dispute that one bit. Um, so I want to give you credit for something is the Van Gundy. The Van yes. Gundy news. This came out, mm, I don't know, hour, two hours ago, somewhere in that, that range. Yes. Um, that Stan Van Gundy will be off of the sidelines. Some people love that. Uh, and going to coach the New Orleans Pelicans. So what have you, what have you got on that one? Besides being right, what, what do you think now that it's actually happening? Um, look, I, I, I think that as long as he doesn't make personnel decisions, with which which New Orleans has made very clear, I think his track record as a coach is very solid. I think it's it's one that relies a lot defensively. Um, he's he's known and has produced young talent to be really good. Um, as long as he isn't making personnel decisions and you know is just out there coaching. I think this is a this is this is a much better hire than people are giving you credit for. Because yeah. I think I think when we talk about these things, right, we look at the whole body of work, and when you look at at Stan, you look at that he made personnel decisions in Detroit that didn't work out that great, and people a lot of times get hung up on that. That doesn't take away the fact that he was still a good coach for for a lot of different teams, but the the personnel things. As long as he's not making the personnel decisions, they're fine. That's my answer. And I think people get hung up on the personnel decisions too much. Well, hey, I mean, if it, if you know that that's going to be the way that it is, and that's the case, then I think we're good. It's got to be, right? Because they hired, what's his name from Cleveland? Ty Lue. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, who is the GM? Googling now. It's going to be in the news section when I hit Google. Um, Langdon? Um, that sounds... No. No, the former GM. Are you talking about the owner? David no. Griffin? No, I'm not talking about David Griffin. Oh, well, he wasn't he there from... Mm. No, David Griffin was not the owner. Del... Don't... David Griffin is exactly who uh, is exactly who I'm talking about because he's an executive for the for the he's the G, he was the GM for the uh, Cavs. Oh, he he wasn't the owner. Okay, well it's like being half ass right, I guess. Okay, well you're right in that sense, and and they have seen they have seen a lot of improvement. Um, I think that it's really good for them because I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong here, and actually now that I think about it. I think I am wrong on this, um, but actually, oh wow, the NBA draft is on my birthday. That's sweet, ah, perfect. Uh, but oh no, I was right. The Pelicans do have a lottery pick. Uh, yes, they have number thirteen right in front of Boston's. Uh, yes, they do. Um, and I forget. Did was was. Was this one from Boston from Memphis? Yes, should be. Okay. That's what I thought as well. And I think this is their last one from Memphis as well. Um, but, I mean, taking an Easter Conference team and adding another um, adding another lottery pick should be pretty good. It's a really good organization to, like, mold a young player. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because, it, I mean, it literally happens in every sport. I mean, whoever the Jets draft is screwed. So I'm sorry, Trevor. That's going to be you. But not if not if Roddy White has his way. Do you think that? Wait, no. Explain that a little bit more. Because I think so, I, I think I know what you're getting at. So so Roddy White uh, said in an interview, I guess a couple weeks ago, that he uh, thought it would be best for um, Trevor if the Jets end up going winless to go back to Clemson for another year rather than sign with the Jets. So oh. I'm not gonna say he's wrong about. Well, so you have you have two different options, and Roddy White's is one of those two options, or no, sorry, one of three options. One is you just go wherever you're drafted, you know, and you just live with it. Well, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like a smart person would want to do that. Number two is Roddy White's. Number three, pull an Eli Manning. Yes, say I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Um, and I do kind of feel bad for Sam Darnold because I don't think that he is a bottom five quarterback in the league. I think he could be perfectly average if he was not in a dumpster fire all the time. I mean, and honestly, maybe if they just got a better coach than Adam Gase in there. I mean, I, I feel bad for him because this is what, year two for him? No, 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 year three because Daniel Jones is in year two. So yes. um, it's year three for Darnold. Oh, yeah, just like because he was in the same class as Lamar, Baker, the whole nine. Okay, got it. Yep. Um, so, I'm, thesis of that statement, I feel bad. I have I have a spin zone that I think I think the general public could be behind. Mm-hmm. I think that Sam Darnold can be Ryan Tannehill 2.0, except better. I know, I know where you're going with this, but I want you to, you know, expand why you think that way. So, so we, so we've seen with Tannehill since he left Miami that he's actually been a very capable quarterback. I think people viewed him as kind of broken and, um, you know, unworthy to start. Very much agreed. Um, but he went to he went to Tennessee. They weren't doing great with uh, Mariota. Um, and then he came in there, and it was better because they had really they they made the pro style offense work with Tannehill because he's more of a traditional pro style quarterback, um, with with the ability for him to run and and do all these things that that happen in the NFL now. Um, I really do think that they are in a spot where, you know, they can be better because of him, and and and. I kind of want that same. I want the same thing to happen, but I think the same thing can happen for him, for uh, Sam Darnold because we're we're talking about a quarterback who was very well thought of coming out of college. He's been one of the. He was one of the top recruits um, going into college, and everyone's just liked him as a quarterback. And I think that the thing that's kind of held him back is that you know he was drafted by the Jets, who had a defensive minded coach. And then they then they picked the worst possible offensive coach to go to to be his next head coach, and I think that does have an effect. So, I think that if he gets traded or leaves at the end of this year, um, I think it'll be better for him because I feel like he can thrive under some um, quote unquote um, maintenance. And I'm saying maintenance as as okay. kind of how we are viewing the Jameis Winston experiment in New Orleans is that he's kind of undergoing some maintenance. He's looking at himself and, and kind of 
you know, relearning the quarterback position from, um, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So I feel like for Darnold, if he can do that, or if he can go to a position where, you know, he can, like Tannehill, if the starter does bad, he can just snatch the starting job and never let go. I think that would be good for him as well. I'm so glad that you brought up the comparison to, you know, the Adam Gase with Tannehill. Um, and that graphic was going around if, on if Sunday. You wanna, if Gase you want to know the truth about pl- offensive players with Adam Gase and without Adam Gase, um, just look up every Dolphins player that played for him um, and then how they're doing now without him. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, Brian Flores is awesome. He's so good, and you know the players rally behind him as well. And don't get me wrong, 3-3 three and three is not ideal. But if you are a Dolphins fan, you did not expect to be 3-3. Three and three. They probably expected no. to be, uh, you know, 1-5, one and 2-4, one and and something like that. So. And, and I think the truth about them, too, is that, you know, we're – you know, we're talking about them. They 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 are doing better than they thought, and they just switched quarterbacks. Yes, and let, I I sent this um I sent this to you earlier, um right when we started off, but um sorry I'm I'm writing something down real quick. Um Ryan not Ryan Tannehill. I why am I so illiterate today? Um, Fitz Magic. Said that um, his first name is Ryan. Oh yeah, all right, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> quote: My heart does hurt all day. It was heartbreaking for me. I've been benched all kind of different ways, but this one just really hurt more than any of them. Um, end quote. So to me, I that's just kind of the way it is in the business. So I, I get, I get why he feels that way. Um, I also don't necessarily. I see what the the Dolphins are thinking. I truly do, um, and I don't think that playing Tua right now would be throwing him into the fire. Um, I don't. I think that a 500 team is not "quote unquote" throwing them into the fire. But um, what I do think, you know, and I think their logic was: we got a bye week. We've got two weeks to prepare. Are we playing a very good team? Yes, and that's okay. But what we're going to do now is we're going to give our guy plenty of time to prepare. I still think that it would have been better for them to, you know, do like a normal week when they play a terrible team rather than two weeks to play Aaron Donald. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I, I mean, that's, that. that's pretty much, that's pretty much my only thought process here. So it just, it, it seems, it just seems rushed right oh and they don't need to rush it i mean they're not they are not oh and five or oh and six they're three and three they have the chance to you know continue along the season and they fitzpatrick and tua seem to have a really really strong working relationship which you don't see often with a quarterback that's looking to take the reins and somebody that might lose their job to them and i think that they're ruining it i really do I can see that. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong on that. I really do. But, I hope you're wrong too, but... Yeah, and yeah, I just think that, you know, you could have gone a few more weeks. You could have waited till week 13 or 14, something like that. You know, I'm not staring at their schedule, but I'm sure that they play a dumpster fire team 
you know, later on in the season where they're already mathematically eliminated from the playoffs because the AFC is absolutely stacked and the AFC East will not be bringing three teams into the playoffs. Uh, This is true. And, you know, maybe after last week, the AFC North isn't either. Um, But if you look towards the tail end of their season, oof, oof. Um, man, I'm, I'm looking dumb now. Okay. They, they, they've got, look look at this. They've got the Jets on November 29th and they've got the Bengals at home the weekend, the weekend after that. So they play Jets and Bengals back to back. And then after that, you should not be playing Tua because then they go Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, Bills. Woof. That's going to be four. They're going to go zero and four to end the season, and they can get two quick wins with the Jets and the Bengals. And I think that both of those, screw it, would have been nice to a test games. I do, um, but yeah, that that's about it for me after that because I'm I'm looking at that and I'm like, oof, that's that's rough. I'm sorry, I have a little bit of breaking news on the podcast. Let's go. Hit me with it. Do we have breaking news music? When his suspension is up, which will be in week eight, which I believe is next week, Antonio Brown is most likely going to get signed by the Seattle Seahawks. I got to tell you what, I completely thought that dude's career was dead. Like D-E-A-D, dead. Dude, he's people are crazy. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with Josh and, Gordon. And Pete Carroll also kind of views himself as "quote unquote" the reformer. Yeah, well, he did take in Josh Gordon, didn't he? He did. <laughs> I mean, there, there we go, right there. So you said November. When is his suspension over? So his suspension is up, I believe, after week eight, which is next week. So. Ooh. So that would be November eighth. Something to keep an eye on, folks. That would be November 8th, yes. Okay. Good to know. Um, We are still alive in the survivor pool, and I have tentatively, and we can change this, of course, I've tentatively chosen the Chiefs that are playing the Broncos this week. Now, Broncos are riding an all-time high. They've got Drew Locke back. They beat the Patriots in field goal gate 2020. And, I mean, what? There wasn't a touchdown until late third quarter, early fourth quarter for either team? Yes. Yeah, that's rough. Um, And then they have Phillip Lindsay back. So, um, I guess I shouldn't have dropped him now. But it's looking to be that they are playing well. I still don't necessarily trust them. Uh, I don't. I don't. Don't trust who? I don't trust anybody. <laughs> that's, a, that's an extremely good outlook to have. I just don't trust. I, I, look, <clears throat> there, are, there are teams this year that are, that are, I think, fool's gold, that are better than their, that are worse than the record says. I will openly say I believe the, the Chicago Bears are worse than the record says. Okay, you join a lot of people most likely, but not this man. Not this man. You think that the Bears are better than... Are better than well, I, I I think that they're just as good as what their the record says. Like I think the Lions are worse than the record oh says. Oh my god, are you quoting what's his name right now? 
Who? Their record as good as it says they are. Yeah, I mean, well, and it, that was completely unintentional, but now it fits perfectly. But, like, a team that I think is in that boat, Lions, and I think they only have two wins. I still think they're worse than a two-win team. Um, maybe. Maybe. No. No, I, I'm... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna back that boat. I'm gonna say that the Falcons are better than their record. Mm. At one in five, in so my many opinion, leads. So many they leads. Probably they probably should be two and three. Um, I think I think the Browns are worse than the record. Sure, a lot of people would agree with you right now. Um, Cardinals are worse than their record. Yeah, I'm gonna. I obviously disagree with that one because I've been a Cardinals rider all season. Um, you know, just working out the kinks, man. I do think they're gonna lose this week. They've got Seattle coming to them. Um, the only way that they can win is if it's an absolute um, score fest. Yeah, and the, you know what? The other thing, I think the Rams are worse than the record. Okay. I think the Rams are worse. I think the Rams are worse. Well. Speak of the Devils, Monday night you've got two of the teams. You've got Bears going to the Rams. I think that'll be the ugliest winning record team football we've seen in a long time. I'm excited for it. Um, I just want the people to know we are now in week seven, or we are about to enter week seven of the NFL season. And I did the math. There is one team with zero wins. There are nine teams with only one win. And there are four teams with two wins. So that means 14 teams, which is almost half the league, has two wins or less. And that is, this is a very parody-heavy league. Okay. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's, you've got some real good teams and some real bad teams. I don't know that uh, I, I I looked at that stat because you know I was looking at the win columns and there were so many ones in the win column and I I looked at it and it just like blew my mind. I don't know the the amount of the amount of nine one win teams. What the hell is that? Is that normal? It doesn't seem normal. No, it doesn't seem normal at all. And that's why it makes this more difficult to pick because there are so many bad teams, but you don't know like. On, on any given week, I still think Houston can get a win. On any given week, I still think Minnesota can get a win, even though they can. Uh, yeah. Makes it difficult. I mean, there's just a lot of good teams this year. I, I think I think everybody's good in their own little way. I don't think that, you know, one team is, you know, miles better than the other. I think that's that was proven last week with the Packers. And I think the the Seahawks are showing a little bit of life. I think, or showing a little bit of flaws, especially in their secondary. Like the the, you know, we're the five. The only five and O team, honestly, that I'm like, okay, they're actually five and O for a reason. In my opinion, is the Titans. Man, and you know what I get? I, I like guess I, it's... I, I could hear an argument for the Steelers, and I could hear an argument for the Seahawks. But to me, it's like the most complete team right now. And is five and zero for a actual reason? I think is the Titans. And I'm starting to come around on that opinion as well. And I think you know we literally talked about Tannehill earlier. I think it's still like 
I need to re-classically condition my brain to be like, no, Ryan Tannehill isn't terrible. He's serviceable. And all the Titans need is serviceable. I think, honestly, I think he's, I think he's very underrated because of who's in the backfield. That could be a hot take. That's fine. I, I find Tannehill to be a better quarterback than is perceived because of who's in the backfield. So you're thinking that because he has a top three running back, which is a good thing for that team, that it yes. takes away from him being able to show his complete skill? Um, I, I don't think it takes away. I think it complements him because it, okay. it, he, you know, there's, there's quarterbacks that can, i.e. Tom Brady, who can play the game without having a running back at all and can just use one out of the backfield. There are quarterbacks who rely too much on the run. I would say probably Derek Carr fits in that category. Maybe some Josh Allen. Um, I was, well, I was going to say, I mean, if you have Josh Jacobs, I wouldn't mind relying on the run a little bit. Oh, no, I mean, but and also I it's one of those things in where, that category. Right, but it's one of those things, too, where it's like, you know, Tannehill can still throw the ball. Okay. And, like, going back to last season – He's thrown the ball over a hundred, over two hundred yards in every game but one this season for the Titans. And since he took over at the starting quarterback, he's only thrown over uh, under two hundred yards one, two, three, four, five games all last season, and two of them were, he had one hundred and ninety yards plus yards. Yeah, I mean he's balling out. There's no two, no two questions so, about it. So to me, it's one of those things where it's like you know I look at Tannehill and I say. You know, if he can throw the ball like he says he can, and if he can kind of, you know, if he can be the perfect quote unquote um, dual quarterback in the sense that he can sell, you know, the run and do play actions and do all of these things that normal that some quarterbacks can't do. You know, he 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 can be a lot better than people think he is. Yeah, and I definitely definitely would not deny that either. So um, we've also got a really interesting matchup. Um, we've got Saints Panthers this weekend, and the Saints are going to allow people in there. I did not know that, but um, is it'll this, be like three thousand people. But like you know, any do are you sensing like any revenge game vibes? Are you getting any of that? For what? From from who? For Teddy? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think this is like a revenge game in that sense. I think it's more of like a, you know, let's see what Teddy Bridgewater can do in a hostile environment. Because let's be honest, yeah, the city of New Orleans probably really likes him because of what he did for them for, you know, one year. But this isn't like, I wouldn't say that this is a revenge game because what are you revenging against? They chose Drew Brees over you. Like, you're not going to be mad about that. Ooh. You wanted a starting job. You're not going to be mad about it. Like, ooh, what? I'm going to go ahead and claim somebody in my fantasy league drop Ryan Tannehill. You dumb bitch. Yeah, I'd pick him up. He, well, he's ranked ninth. I also just picked up Antonio Brown in almost every one of my leagues. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? I've got I've got some spots in there. I realized that all my running backs are on bye week, which is Jonathan Taylor, Miles Gaskin. Um, Matt Breida, but I do I did pick up off a trade is uh, Daryl Henderson with the Rams, so I'm hoping that that is a score fest this week. But the Bears, of course, are known for the defense, so I have no idea. It's going to be a very difficult 
and you know what? I really like Jared Goff, but man, I I might rather have Ryan Tannehill. Ah, Jared I am, Goff's uh, balling out. I am re I'm reevaluating my quarterback position right now um, because I have Cam and Andy Dalton, and obviously that didn't work out. Um. Yeah, I think I think for the Patriots, Cam is working out. I do not think for fantasy owners, Cam is working out. It's yep. th- their play is just simply not conducive to it. I don't know. Why is Boston Scott supposed to do well? Well, I think the other thing too is that um, you know, on there on that front, it's one of those things where it's like you know he also had COVID for a week. So I'm not putting entirely last weekend's game against the uh, um, against the Broncos on his shoulders, but he didn't play well, so okay. I can't really put it on anyone else's shoulders. No, you cannot. Damn it! No, you cannot. So I, I'm I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with Cam being the quarterback. I I, I think I I've said that multiple times. I'm comfortable with him being the quarterback. I think it's just one of those things where it's. You know they need to kind of figure it out before uh, figure out what they what they can and can't do with this team because you know they're, they're going to have some issues. They're going to have some issues. Yeah, but I don't think those issues are like a a barrier that you can't get through this season. I think that it's something that can be worked through. Um, I, think it's I think it's something that can work through too. I, I agree with that. I think it's you know. I think it's all relative in the sense that they need to to kind of, you know, get their act together and, and, and you know, with a full week of practice and they're getting the uh, whoever you call it this week. Who are they playing this week? The Wachamahoos. 49ers. They're playing the 49ers. So, you know, it, I'm not expecting them to win that game. And they're they're two and three right now. But if they're able to to – you know, win one, uh, two of the 49ers, the Bills, the Jets, and the Ravens, I'll feel a little comfortable. I will feel a little comfortable. Okay. Well, that makes then sense. Be, then they'll be four and five, and then they'll get the Texans, the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Rams, the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets. So if they can squeeze a couple out of that and be, you know, start four and five and somehow finish that stretch over five hundred, I think I will feel better. No, yeah, that makes sense. I, I would be I would be in completely in the same boat as that. Um, I think an easy pick, and this is so bad, but we could keep riding against the Jets. I think the Buffalo's a strong pick against the Jets. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to go down my list of what we've actually got. This week, um, do not trust that Thursday night game. Do not trust the Bengals and the Browns. Um, is Green Bay too easy of a pick? Are people doubting them now? Is that too easy of a pick against Houston? Um, I think it's no. I, I think that people will probably try to take Houston based on what they've done the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, since they've since they've hired Cornell, they've actually looked kind of more competent. Yeah, which is wild. Um, on both offense and defense, but I think it's one of those things where it's, you know, I think you can be okay with them and where they are and, and still t- and still feel comfortable about them this weekend. 
I think I, I think the minus three and a half it might be, is probably going to be a safe bet for you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in my, my at the moment my kind of leaders in the clubhouse are Green Bay and Buffalo this week. So uh, I like Buffalo. I like I like Buffalo. I think they. I think it's might, a safer yeah, pick. That's that's a safer pick. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't really know when you'd be able to use them again. To be honest with you, after this, because they don't play the Jets again. Um, they don't play a team under five hundred until. Well, they play the Patriots the week after. Then they get the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Chargers, the 49ers, the Steelers, and then the Broncos, and then the Patriots again. Yeah, I mean, the only other time we could use them again, at least for me, would be when they have the Chargers. I would probably agree with that, so I, I'm not comfortable t- losing a guaranteed win this week. Okay, sweet. In my I opinion. mean, I'm more than happy to ride with Buffalo. Um, I... The only the only way Buffalo opened thirteen and a half point favorites. That's all straight well, up. I may take that. What you mean? Pl- you would take the the Jets plus thirteen? No, I take the Bills minus oh, thirteen. Yeah, could easily see that. But the only way, and what was it? Um, the Falcons proved this that when you fire a coach, that team is winning the next game. So if they were to fire Adam Gase, we're moving somewhere. I don't know where to, but we're moving. Um, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna I, I hate to do this. I hate to do this to you. I know exactly what you're gonna think, and I disagree. It's not gonna happen. What it's, do you say? It's, 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 it's oh, not they're not gonna fire Adam Gase. You mean? No. Well, I mean, I'm not a Jets fan, so I don't give a shit. No, they're not gonna they're not gonna fire him. Well, that was clear when they chose him over Le'Veon Bell. Well, I, I think I think you know, putting on putting on my insider brain a little bit here, um, they have a lot of issues. The Jets, and, and one of them is the fact that they currently have their old coach Todd Bowles and their old general manager Mike McCagnan still on their payroll. And so, if you're comfortable as a team paying not one but two guys to not run your franchise. That's a Browns move. That's a they that's a go cool ahead. One. That's that's page one. Pay as They're many just not going to. They're just not going to. So, um, you know, I, I think that they are probably okay with it. Um, they obviously need to figure something out, but uh, it, it's one of those things where you know they're gonna have to they're gonna have to suck it up this year before they can go one way or the other. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, I think a lot of people, gambling-wise, not for not for Survivor Pool, but I think you will see a ton of money on the Bengals this weekend. ton of it. Uh, probably. Because they'll probably start the line at, like, plus 6.5, plus 7.5, you know, somewhere in that range. I mean, the Bengals, they didn't win, but to me they played their best game of the season last week. It also doesn't hurt when you play Philip Rivers, who just enjoys, uh, at this point, not being good in the first half and then just, you know, finding a new spark in the, at halftime. Well, and typically what Philip Rivers is really good about is having a small deficit in his last drive and then and then still losing the game, not being uh, able to true. make that, that drive down the field. So 
I was surprised that they found a way to take that 21-point lead and eliminate it. Like, to me, that's a huge, like, Philip Rivers should be really happy. Like, I don't care if it's at the Bengals or anything like that. They should be really happy that they were to just eliminate that deficit and get a win. Uh, that says a lot about the football team, that they didn't give up being 21 points down. So, at least mentality-wise, that's awesome for him. Um, and then they have this weekend off, which is, you know, good. They can carry that along with them. Um, I have no idea who they have next week, but, um, I'm still, I'm still a little skeptical on the Phil Rivers who is train this? Who is this? I'm sorry. It's the Colts? Yes. Uh, they play, uh, the Lions. Ooh, that'll be a very interesting game, actually. No. Well, cause the Lions have good wins, like the Cardinals, and then they the also Lions have... don't have a defense. Well, then how did they, I mean... It's it's it is tough to um, the Lions two wins are if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna start this by saying well then how did they beat the Cardinals? Kyler Murray went nine of twenty in that game against the Cowboys. Against the Cowboys, I thought we were yes. talking about the Lions. No, I'm, no, because you. I was saying you were. I thought you were gonna say well then how did they beat the the Cardinals, the Lions because the Lions beat the Cardinals. So were you telling me? Say, no, go ahead. In in, in kind of a, a switcheroo here that, you know, the Cardinals are not as good as we think they are because we saw Kyler Murray go 9 of 20 against the Cowboys, and they blew them out. I mean, I think um, I think that the Cardinals are – I mean, they're a 4-2 and two team, and I think they're deserving of that. That'll, that'll get them at a 10-win a team. Um, they will not win the division. No. And that's okay. I don't. I don't know if they expected to win the division necessarily. The only way that they could win the division, and I mean literally the only way, you have to sweep the Seahawks, and it's simply not going to happen. At no. the very, at the best, you'll be splitting them, um, and they have the Seahawks coming to them this weekend, and I think it's their only chance to split. Um, and I don't even think they'll do that because the the Seahawks are just an all around much better team. Uh yeah, I agree with that. I, I look. I, I just. As I said in the beginning of this, I'm not as high on the Cardinals as other t- people are. Um, I did not think that the Cardinals were overwhelmingly better than the Cowboys, even though they beat them by 100 points. I didn't, uh, I didn't find them to be all that... Um, I don't think good is the right word, but I, just, I, I didn't find them to be that impressive. I felt that the Cowboys more lost that game than the, than the, uh, than the Cardinals won it. Well, the Cowboys are going to be doing that a lot in the future now. Yeah, of course they are because they're the Cowboys. Yeah, so I I don't know if I'm just if I can now if you want to go like recency bias, I'm fine to talk about that. I mean, they've held their well, never mind. They played the Jets before the Cowboys. Can't really use that as a starting board here. Um, yeah, I I truly don't know. Uh, they are confusing to me, but I I think that they're going to lose to the Seahawks. They play the Dolphins the week after this one. They're going to win that one. I, I know you might disagree. And then they're going to have a great offensive matchup. And when I mean offensive, I mean whatever this over-under is, they've got Buffalo coming to town. And whatever the over-under is, I don't care. You're taking the over. Smashing it. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I, I mean, I'm not going to say sit here and say that they're absolutely going to lose to the to the Dolphins. I'm not going to say that. 
And I will say, though, they end their season extremely favorably. So, you know, if they're in kind of like a, oh, I don't know about them range. Holy cow, that's so favorable. Yep. Rams twice, which I do think they'll split. Giants, Eagles, Niners. The Niners are regressing. Um, and frankly, it looks like the Cardinals might be regressing, too. I know they're 2-0. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't but, speak too. I wouldn't speak too quickly on writing off the Niners. Well, then I then is there any of the season isn't as favorable as we thought. Then I wouldn't. I wouldn't speak too softly on the Niners. I think that they were bit by the injury bug early. I think they're starting to, if not if they aren't already back at one hundred percent. They looked pretty damn convincing against the Rams. Um, they're not going to blow people out. If they do, they're already bad. Like they blew out the Jets and the Giants, and we both know that they're both bad. Um, they're going to play teams close if they can win those close games, like we just saw against the Rams, like we just saw against, uh, you know, they lost, they dropped the Eagles by five, and they lost to the Cardinals by four. I think if they're they're able to, to kind of you know find a way to win those close games, I think they can be very dangerous here coming in into playoff time. Okay. Well, and you know what, I, I you've got Kittle, and then for like these. I'm, I'm putting Kittle and Travis Kelsey in a class of their own in regards to tight ends in the sense that, you know, they might be worth, like, a second or third round draft pick in fantasy. They are that consistent that when, I mean, even George Kittle's first week back, he put up over 20 points for me. And I was worried about it because I was like, well, I don't know. Are they just going to, you know, use him a little bit? Used him all the time. Um, he actually demolished it. So these guys are, are worth more to me than a lot of my running backs. Because they just uh, put up yeah. at least those two. When I'm talking about tight ends, you know, I'm, I'm keeping those two alone. They, they put up unreal numbers. Unreal numbers. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And my backup tight end, Hooper, is not being used as much as I want him to be used. Um, okay. Get, get your shit right, Kevin Stefanski. Um, okay. We have a terrible Thursday night game. Yes. And I told you earlier, I can't complain because we're watching football and, you know, instead of watching nothing. But if I was going to complain, it's bad. It'd be about this game. It's bad. (laughs) It's bad. Oh, man. Uh, Um, Bookie Greg, I'm going to have full full disclosure right now. Um, I took off uh, tomorrow because my sister's getting married this weekend. And I was very happy that it was because of this game. And I'm very disappointed that I will be at home watching this game. You know what? We're all going to be watching this I'm game. I'm very disappointed. You should, be, you should be disappointed in yourself. Um, okay, you know, kind of going along with that, Do you, what do you have? You know, I'm, I'm staring at the slate right here. What do you have as your game of the week? With the one that you're most excited to see? <sighs> most excited? Yeah, I've got a couple standouts. What do you what do you define as exciting? Like two offenses that are going to go at it, like just an absolute poo fest. Like what are we what are we talking as exciting? No, because I'm definitely not excited about the Thursday night slate. Um, Obviously, which is the latter example that you mentioned. Um, yes. I am extremely excited about the Buccaneers and Raiders. Okay, you're gonna have Tom Brady in that sleek, sexy Allegiant Field. It's gonna be fun. That's just gonna be fun. To watch. I don't know if it'll be close. I assume it will be because the Raiders continue to put up monster numbers too. Um, the Tampa Bay is coming off their best week 
of the season. I mean, and I literally said that last week. So they're continually getting better. Right. Um, and that's going to be really fun because we saw the Raiders beat the Chiefs. So they have the potential to beat these good teams. But it's going to be, you know, can the Bucks continue this, you know, literally like fine wine, getting better over time sort of thing here. Um, that's my favorite. My second, you know, in a 1A, 1B scenario, Pittsburgh and Tennessee. That's going to be, that's going to be, let's run the ball 60 times this game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 with you so far. I'm with you. The, those are at the moment. Those are my two favorites. You will not disagree. You will not agree with me right now at all. I am excited for Bears Rams. I am. You are not. I am. Look, I, I'm not saying that I'm not excited for it because I think it'll be a fun game. I think it'll just be you know. I, I think it'll just be an absolute. Um, I I just don't. I'm not. I, I'm not not excited about it. It's just one of those things where it's like I think we're just going to be severely overhyped about it. We are going to be seeing a 13 to 10 game, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, probably. That sounds about right. I will be taking the Raiders uh, box over. I don't care what it is. You're going to take the over on that. I do. I I, I will, um, and especially if. Um, I don't think I don't think they're going to use Gronk as heavily as they did last week, but that I'm means... going to be honest with you. I'm going to be very honest with you. Please. I expect that game to be. Um, I am full blown expecting that game to be uh, an under fest, an under and a Bucks blowout. Do you say that because you're that confident in the Buccaneers defense, or that lack of confident in the Raiders defense? I think I'm just that lack of confidence in the Raiders offense. Oh, okay. I think that's it. I think I'm just, I'm not confident in the Raiders. Things where it's like, you know, they put up 34 against the Panthers. They put up 34 against the saints. They put up 20 against the Patriots who have a good defense. They put up 20 against the 23 against the bills who have a decent defense. And then they put up 32 against the Chiefs, and or they put up 40 against the Chiefs who don't really have a great defense. So it's one of those things where it's like they're actually facing a good defense now. Um, I'm gonna lean the under, but I'm gonna I'm going Bucks all the way on this game. Okay, yeah. I mean, we're 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 in different boats on that. Um, I'm expecting for the Buccaneers to be able to put up over half of those points to get us to the over, and then whether. Whether the Raiders can hold up their end of the bargain, I guess I believe in that. Um, I'm a huge Josh Jacobs believer, so we'll just I have believe to wait in Josh see. Jacobs too. Don't get me wrong; it's just one of those things where it's like you know, we have we we're just watching this team play against below average defenses, and then when they play an above average defense, um, they look bad, and they somehow made Aaron Rodgers look bad last week. So I don't know if it's going to be a they're going to have a hangover off of that game or if, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I truly don't. But it's one of those things where, you know, I, I'm going to lean on the side of caution. And if that blows up in my face, that blows up in my face. Yeah, I do love all the Rodgers' terrible takes, which obviously are completely incorrect. But there's just something to be said that after he acted like a pervert, they didn't score any more points. Um, Are you... 
upset over the Hingle McCringleberry? Dear God, no. Why would I be? I love laugh. I, I love honestly, laughing, and that was funny because he did it so awkwardly. And like, I know that he was trying to be funny, but it was like so like dad like and robotic that it. I'm made not going to lie with you. I do know somebody who is upset over it. Uh, I'm not going to say anything. Um, I'm not going to say anything about that person disparaging. I'm sure that they are a great person. Um, they, they, they are the definition of we don't enjoy fun. So they're they're great at parties. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, you do know this person, by the way, and, and I, I mean this very funnily because they are actually fun at parties. But I'm just uh, you do know this. You do know this person exists. Is this an is this an Aaron Rodgers hater? No. Because if it was a hate like a Bears fan, I'd be so behind it because then it's out of hate. And I can get behind no. that. Don't get me wrong. I want no. Ben Roethlisberger to snap his leg every game. It is. It is not. It is not out of hate. It is just this person just straight up just is not a. This is this is just like a. Are they a parent? This is just a. We're we're. This is an old reference. Let's you know. It's that. It's the meme where it's like. Um, oh crap! What's his name? Where he's holding the skateboard and says, "Hi, fellow kids." Oh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's that. How do you do, fellow That's, kids? That's that's how he that's how he read it. <laughs> so that that should give you any indication of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, like Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's cool. Like, um, he doesn't need you to think that he's cool. No, and I get that he's much more successful, much more rich than I will ever be. And you know what? I would probably trade in being cool for that shit too. Whatever. But you know what? Like not being able to chug a beer or not being able to dance right. It's just an old person thing. I also think he could have done something, you know, something from this, like, recent decade. I don't know. That's an old reference to pull out of the hat. And I, I, yeah, I didn't mind it. I thought it was even funnier that the touchdown was called back, though. Uh, yeah. Made it much funnier because he did it that made, for absolutely it made that It made that much better. I will be perfectly honest there. It made that 50 times better. Yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, I thought it was funny. I laughed, and I literally I went to the replay booth, and by the replay booth, I mean Twitter, and I counted. I went to the replay booth, and by the replay booth, I mean Twitter. <laughs> um, it, two and a half, two and a half, two and a half was the official number that we came up with. That I came up with for for pumps. So it was uh, four. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> no penalty though. No, you can't call a penalty. I bet you if Baker did that, they call a penalty. No, no, don't, no, don't, <laughs> no, you're, no, you're not allowed to do that. If Odell did it, they would call a penalty. Yeah, yeah, they would. No, well, you're he, not, you're, he's got to have his shoes to... on for them to call a penalty. Oh, that's a good point. That was just the weirdest thing. Like, I get the throwing the helmet. Like, that's I've seen it plenty of times. And in fact, the Browns have actually lost games. Because of it. Um, shout out Brian Sype, you dick. But um, I didn't mind that. I was just completely confused by the lack of shoes. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I appreciate him being passionate. I always will. But, um, okay. And then you wanted to talk about stinkers. Um, on my list for stinkers this week, I've got Chargers in Jacksonville. That's going to be not fun. Um, I've also got the Cowboys and, and the football team. 
if the football team wants to get a win here, boy, it's they've got a chance. <sighs> They're such an interesting football team at this point that it's just like, what what do we do with them? So okay, just, what do we do with them? I, I want to. Do we just send them to like the SEC and tell them to go fight it for themselves? Well, I, I, I did say that I think that we could legitimately combine the talent of both New York football teams and yeah. give, give it to another city. Yeah, you did say that. And then I then I yelled at you for not knowing that there was a franchise already in Nashville. Well, I tried to be funny, and it wasn't. No. Um, but so, I w- because you and I are in the same boat as this, that, you know, well, I've come around to it. Your logic made me come around to this, that, you know, the football team right now is admitting fault, and they've technically changed the name, and they're like, hey, we're trying our best. Sure. We're trying to change the name, but we can't because the NFL stinks, which I support that argument. <laughs> what, what do you mean by that? Oh, you didn't hear what he said yesterday? Well, because yeah, this is the news that I got, and I, and I wanted to talk about why they're waiting another season so he said it's because of the NFL's procedures when it comes to uh, um, when it when it comes to changing logo and team apparel and all that stuff. Like the process for that is so ridiculous that it just takes a long time. It's just like, what do you mean, like ridiculously, like legal? Like the the just like the whole hand holding and all of the nonsense that goes with, uh, you know, trying to. Um, change like that's why that's why for nfl teams they change uh what's the what's the right word i'm looking for they change um they change jerseys like every like five years okay that part because makes sense and that's a really good example it's just because the whatever you call it just because the nfl just like won't let them okay so then uh, i guess i guess to me i'm still confused because i they had been under fire for I don't know, about five, six years now about this. Um, Maybe longer. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. That could also be very true. And (laughs) like you would, they they just kind of like did the like monkey see monkey do to where they just like put their hands over their ears and were like, like they couldn't hear the, the people like saying like, Oh, change the name, change the name. Well, they could have been using that as a time to like, Hey, we don't have to do it, but let's think about it. But Dan Snyder well, is out there let's being also, like, no, no, let's no. Also, let's also remember who their owner is, which you just brought up, which I'm glad you just brought up. And, and, I mean, it's completely his fault. I, I, yes. I, I, I will love. I love piling on Dan Snyder. I love piling on the Will Ponds. It's fun to also pile on Jerry World. I, it's fun. So True. then at least to me – they had, you know, I, I they announced it obviously before the season, but within a week, to me, you should have been down to ten names. You know, maybe I, you I think it's with one of those of things where it's like I think they, I think they are down to a couple names. I just think that the process of you know paperwork and talking to like lawyers and talking to the league itself and you know all of these things, it won't happen in the time frame that we want it to. Or that other people wanted to. Well, right? so then, That's the so problem. How was it that easy to change everything to the football team? Because uh, they did that like they, a snap I think, of their finger. Honestly, because I think they're, they... Uh, I think because it's like an already pre-approved thing 
by the NFL, right? It's like if somebody changes their team name to the football team, they can do that because the NFL has already like had that trademark or whatever. Does okay. that make sense? No, it do, it does make sense because I was trying to poke holes in your argument. No, it's it, it's a it's a trademark and it's a it's a likeness and it's a it's that dumb argument. Yes. Okay. That, okay. So, so that, that makes sense because, like, to me, you know, within within a once we announced the name change, you know, if I'm Snyder, I'm like, okay, we've got a hundred names. You know, let's take with in under a month, we need to have these 100 down to 10. Some of them can obviously be easily kicked out or something like that. And then, you know, you've got your list of 10. Now we need to start doing focus groups. And then now we need to start, you know, once we're down. That's to, also that's also like putting it on like Dan Snyder to be like, yeah, let's get this done quickly. No, and I know that that's like asking, you know, a fish to climb a tree. So yeah. I guess that I can't really be that supportive. No. No, you cannot. He he muted himself because there's an ambulance outside of his apartment. But it, it, look, I, I understand people are frustrated by it, and, and I'm one of them. But it's it's you know, unfortunately, you know, we live in a world in a society where things don't get changed quickly because of the way that it's set up. And there's there's really nothing that anybody on our side or on their side that can do to speed up the process, unless you're corrupt. <laughs> and I don't think people want to be corrupt. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of them out there. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. I mean, you're you're shedding light to a few things that I didn't know about. I'm still just more like if I'm the NFL, I'm this is a black mark right now. And to me, you should want to move away from it as quickly as possible. And maybe they are. Maybe they are working as quickly as possible. I don't know. I'm not employed. You can give me a job if you'd like to. But, but they're not going to have to do this one. But I like, mean, you are employed. <laughs> Just not by them. It's accurate. Um, I, I just don't I, – I would have assumed that they wanted to move quick. They wanted to get past it, and that's just not the case. And maybe yeah, – yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's just a lot of hand-holding, and it's a lot of paperwork, and that shit takes time, and it's annoying, and it's dumb. There it that's is. That's my folks. answer. There that's it is. my answer. And paperwork then, is dumb. Trying to think, yeah. We, I mean, the Thursday night game is obviously another trash ball too. But um, I think in the way that the Giants have been playing, this could this could spell trouble for Bookie Greg. Um, if the Eagles do not win this game by more than five points, I am officially prepared to call them the F word. I've already been prepared. I look. I, I've always been. I've all. We've had this conversation now for a couple of weeks. I've always been like, "Oh, the Eagles are better than they think than we think they are," because of you know X, Y, and Z. They have had so many injuries; they've been out. Eagles get are expected to get Deshaun Johnson, Deshaun Jackson, and Lane Johnson back this week. That's a huge help to their offensive line that's reeling and their wide receiving core that just doesn't exist. Um, they don't win this game by more than seven points. I'm prepared to drop the F word. The preparation has been laid. I mean, do, do we know what the spread is? Preparation right now? H has already been has already been uh, you know unleashed. Oh God! Um, do you know what the spread is, or should we look it up? Uh, I think I already know what the spread is. Um, it is four and a half. 
Yeah, they got to cover easily, too. Yeah. I've set my bar even lower than you. I need them to be at least covering. Who knows? Um, Who knows if they'll get there? But yeah, I definitely need them covering. Yeah, they they need to cover. We'll they see though. Um, also, um, I if I'm if I'm moving away before you want me to move away, let me know. But um, it turns out. That Mookie Betts guy is really good. Why did you? I'm I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with where this went. Good. I'm just not happy about this. Okay, I'm just sitting here and I'm just going to do this under under he, protest. He's under a blanket. Um... This is I've I've never seen Red Sox fans root for the Dodgers like this, and I don't know if I'll ever see it again. This is a purely rooting for a team out of spite, and I'm not rooting for the Dodgers, by the way. Um, I I really like I don't care. I like Mookie to do really well. I want yep. him to prove to everybody that he is worth that money because for whatever reason, and maybe it's because he's not like some like, you know, like out there like Bryce Harper is, but he gets the job done. He goes to work and he does his job as one of the best three baseball players in the MLB right now. To me, there's no like question about it. He is in that top three. Um, and a lot of people are saying, well, why don't you pay him? Why don't you pay him? Stuff like that. Um, some days I'm in that boat. Some days I'm not in that boat. This morning I was in that boat. Um, because I mean, not only did he have two stolen bases, but that means that that's two free tacos for everybody. Now you don't know how this works, does do you? It's just it's just the one. Well, then I'm not going. I'm also doing that under protest. It's just one. What day is it though? Like the 28th or something like that. All right, I'll probably go. Yeah, but it's just one. Um, is, anyway, do you think that Mookie Betts is the person that can flip the switch for the Dodgers here? I mean, this is what their third World Series appearance in four years or five years, one of the two. Um, yeah, I, I think Mookie is is the guy that can that can get the that can get this done for the Dodgers. I do. Um, look, they their biggest their biggest thing has always been pitching. Um, and I know Mookie doesn't do a lot for the pitching staff, but I feel like his energy in the, in the clubhouse is just um, contagious as we've seen. And I just, I don't see a scenario in which, which they lose this. And that's going to bum me out for, for a solid two days. Yeah. I mean, the Rays are a very good team and we did not get typical playoff Kershaw. I mean, was it, you know, was it a perfect performance? No. Was it better than what a lot of the people were expecting? Yeah. It was, um, and I don't. He's not, he's not out of the woods by any means. Um, I th I think some people will write him out of the woods if they were to win. Um, I think it's a really good step in the right direction. But obviously, he's not the only one pitching. So true. It's true. He's I mean, not the uh, only one pitching. That that is that is a uh, and I mean Cody Bellinger just so fun to watch too because he's so weird. It's like he's high all the time. It's funny. The memes are hilarious about him. But yet then he goes and does these like immaculate bat flips. And he's just fun as hell to watch. 
He is. He's very fun to watch. So then you are predicting the Dodgers. What what do you yes. have them? Five, six, or seven? I have them in four. <laughs> Man, a stomping of the AL. I have them in four mentally. I am definitely betting the betting the Rays in game two. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? It's it's Blake Snell. Uh, he's probably been one of their better pitchers outside of Glass now. Um, and the Dodgers are doing a bullpen game. I'm going to lean Rays in game two. Wouldn't be surprised if the Rays somehow pulled it off. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I would not be surprised either. Um, and when I'm looking, oh, wow, game two's tonight? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. I game don't know two's what, tonight. I'm I think game three is Friday. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I think that's what they're doing. All right, sure. That's that's different than I thought. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that the Rays were really leaning on Glass now. Giving up six runs is rough, 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 rough to do. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, yeah he, it is. they. Especially in four innings, too. So, that was not fun. Um, their other pitcher gave up two, um, and he and he played half the time. So, for guys that played longer than one batter, it was an all-around terrible performance for the Rays pitching staff. Whereas, Kershaw went six innings in only one run. Um, they both had eight strikeouts, so I'm not really counting that, but... Yeah, the giving up those runs was very unlike. It was a very Kershaw thing to do. And also, I think it's fun to point out when ERAs are ridiculous. And uh, Dylan Floro for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. What, what would you guess his ERA is right now? Uh, I'm going to go zero because this is going to be fun. Okay. There are three pitchers with a zero ERA that played last night for the Dodgers. He's not one of them. So he, he played .1 inning, um, and he gave up two hits. He gave up two runs. And with that, gave him an ERA of a roundabout 54. Wow. Because that's what I'm trying to do my math here. Yeah, that is uh, six runs per inning is what they is what that added up to him giving up. And then, you know, six times nine, nice, is 54. That would, That is hilarious. I love, I love, like, weird stats and shit like that. That's just fun for me. So. And I'm going to make you listen to it, too. Okay. All right. I'm here. I'm here for that. Ooh. I'm here for that. Wait a second. We might have... Uh, an update, and maybe you knew this, but this might change my my mentality on the Raiders here this weekend. That um, Trent Brown from their offensive line, yes, the team sent home all five of their starting offensive linemen. They sent home, sent home. Um, the team sent home. Well, they're playing at home, so they just like drove to their physical residences. But the team sent home all five of their starting offensive linemen from practice on Wednesday due to contact tracing, Coach Gruden says. 
And this is the most Gruden thing of all time. He goes, I guess they were around Trent. You guess? They play on the offensive line with him. <laughs> oh, that's why I love Gruden. So um, because of close contact, contact, they are all going home. Um, and then, and then, so let's see. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a rough one. So looks like I'm taking the Tampa Bay spread unless there are a lot of false positives here. Ah, uh, maybe. Raiders quarterback Derek Carr insisted he would be comfortable with whoever comprises his offensive line. Let me tell you what. There are a lot of quarterbacks that would disagree, and I know he does too, but he's just saying that to say that. Oh, and the Buccaneers' 22 sacks are tied for the second most in the NFL. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're taking we're taking Bucks spread, baby. We're riding it. I may take money line spread and over just for funsies. <laughs> just for funsies. I mean, because if they come out and they say, "Oh, the 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 over under is like forty four and a half," taking it, taking it. Yeah, that that's a that is awesome. Um, okay, well, I think we've covered literally. And oh no, no, we haven't. I wanna I wanna do one last thing. Uh, before we adjourn, Big Ten is back this weekend. Big Ten is back this weekend. It is so. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do this do this very quickly for the mm-hmm. for the people at home because I know everybody cares. Because if you're listening to this, you care. Yep. If you're smart, well, not if you're smart because you're smart because you listen to this podcast. Damn right. There. If you're smart, you're going to take Illinois plus 18 and a half. You are going to take – I'm staying away from the Ohio State game. I genuinely don't know if Nebraska is going to cover or not. I don't think they will. It's 26, man. I know, but it's just – You take Nebraska plus 26. But is Nebraska really that bad? I don't know. No, and this could know. be like season one or like game one of the NFL where like there was some weird fluky shit happening. Fine. You know what? In a teaser. In a teaser. What, can you tease it at 31? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Then yes, you definitely do that. Watch. In a teaser. It's going to be In like 65 7. <laughs> In a teaser. You're welcome for this in advance. You're going to take. Who? Penn State's only five and a half point favorites against Indiana. That's scary. That's scary. Oh boy, that's scary. Oh, I'm giggling now at the thought of this. Okay. I have I have my ticket. It is in. You're gonna do a four team teaser, okay? So if you pay ten dollars, it's gonna pay back uh twenty five. Not too shabby. You're gonna take oh yes. You're gonna take Illinois plus eighteen and a half. That'll bump it up to twenty five. You're gonna take Tennessee plus twenty and a half. That'll bump it up to twenty seven against Alabama. I'm scared just thinking about that. Actually, reverse it. We're going to take Alabama. <laughs> See what I've done here? On the fly. So you're going to take Alabama versus Tennessee. You're going to take Nebraska plus 26.5. That'll bump it up to 33. And you're going to take Maryland plus 11.5. That'll bump it up to 18 against Northwestern. You're welcome. And I know that you are going to disagree with me here. And that's okay. This does not have to be a part of the teaser. It does not. But 
I think that a safe bet might be Minnesota plus three. I'm staying away from I'm staying away from two games this week. It's Michigan and it's Notre Dame. Staying far away from those two. Because those lines you smell that. It smells like the trash. <laughs> I mean it's I, stinky. If you just want to take a money line, I think it's pretty safe to take Notre Dame money line. I think it's well, yeah, but it's gonna pay like crap. It's valid. You're going to pay $5 to win um, negative. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Let me do the actual math here. Hold on. You're going to win. You're going to pay $5 to win 85 cents. It's beautiful. Um, That's hilariously terrible. My, um, my game of the week is not any of those that we mentioned, and that's okay. And no, it is not Cincinnati SMU. No, it is not Iowa State versus Oklahoma State. It is... North Carolina versus North Carolina State. I love it. You were you should be smashing NC State plus fifteen and a half. Smashing. Oh, I've met fourteen and a half. Okay. I mean, my answer is still going to be the same. We, you think you think you should add them in a, into a teaser and make it twenty? I would make be twenty one. I would be much more comfortable with that one than a lot of these other ones. Okay. Okay. Like for example, where are they at in here? Where are they at? You know what? I, I'm I'm gonna make an aggressive teaser. I'm doing this right now on the fly. So, so we're gonna make a very aggressive teaser. This where is gonna the hell be very is Maryland? At? Who's Maryland playing? Northwestern. Oh yeah, I like that. I like that. Why is this not on my list of games? Oh, there's a 10:30 game. Oh my God, there's 10 o'clock games this weekend. Why the hell is it not on my list of games? There are, there are, I, I, I love this. There are nine, 10, 15, and 10, 30 games this weekend for college football. Oh, I'm dying. Okay. So okay. clearly the Northwestern game is just not on the ESPN app. Is that like a boycott of some sort? No, it shouldn't be. Uh, well, cause I'm only showing a nine o'clock game and a 10, 15 game. Well, like a, then... the Cincinnati and the BYU game. Oh, cause they're not ranked. Damn it. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Folks, this is why we work really well together, because one of us has a brain. Yeah. Yeah. It's on at 730. Okay. You're welcome. Also, Penn State only being five and a half against Indiana at Indiana and the ranked eighth in the country is a little suspect to me. Little suspect. But I'm still taking them. All right, so here's what here's what I got. All right. It's a nine-team teaser, okay? Nine. Nine teams. Illinois plus 18.5. Nebraska plus 26.5. Maryland plus 11.5. Alabama minus 20.5. Kansas State minus 19.5 against Kansas. You're welcome. North Carolina State plus 14.5. Notre Dame minus 11.5. Miami minus 12.5. And and Penn State minus 6.5. I'm liking, I'm liking where your brain's at. If you do a six and a half spread, ten dollars will win you two hundred. Merry is, Christmas. That, see now that's that's is that too good to be true? Uh, why do you say these things? Because that's what gambling is. Every time I put a bet in, I'm like, I'm I'm too confident in my bet. That, why and that do you scares say me. these things? 
Why, why do you say these things? Because then now it's not going to happen. No, it'll I'm disappointed. I'm a little disappointed in you. Not are you are you are you a um, a superstitious guy? Yes. Okay. Well, then that would explain a few things. Yes. I'm I'm a little disappointed in you. Um, welcome to my family then. Also, the Washington football team opened as a one point favorite over the Cowboys. Third home and Andy Dalton sucks. Also, if I'm Andy Dalton, I would go to Dak and be like, "Hey, man." I can guarantee you get this money. Let me play like shit, and you give me a little cut off the top, and a, uh, I'll make sure you get that big old contract. Interesting. Obviously, that's I don't not like happening. anything for a teaser this week. Holy cow, I hate everything. Okay, but then also, you know, going back to this, I do think that we see a really good chance that that deal that Dak turned down, the very last one before they just. Took a uh, took the um, the tag with him, the franchise tag with him. Yep, I think we'll see that come back into play. I'm not saying I'm not saying if they'll do it or not, but I think that that will be a starting point in the negotiations. The franchise tag or the where they talked think, the last time and where they talked the last time because I thought that okay. that was what like five thirty eight, five thirty nine, or maybe it was in five forty. I I truly don't know. Um, I forget. My I, only. My only thing is that I think, um, truly, I think that that uh, they're going to franchise tag him one more year. That's what I think is going to happen. Okay, it's got you know it 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 says that um, Dak wanted forty five for that fifth year in his contract. Um, Okay, it says that he was reportedly offered five years, 175. So when you get my big brain to do 175 divided by five, that's only 35. 35 per year. Um, So I could see why he said to turn that down. I do think it's a good deal. I mean, if you structure it so that you get paid more at the end, sure, man, I don't give a shit. Like, the money spends the same. Now, maybe they don't want to do that, so that they don't run in a cap. Whatever. It, look, as we've seen, as we've seen multiple times in these situations, sometimes taking asking for more money does not win you Super Bowls. It's, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I try not to be. I'm, I'm, I love that teaser song. Just, just for the, just for the listeners, I try not to be wrong. It's accurate. All right. Well, I, uh, that is all that I've got. What else do you have before we, uh, before we sign up? I'm really happy that we covered college football, though. That was needed. Um, you know, just uh, I got nothing for you. I got nothing for the people at home. Uh, go enjoy your weekend. Uh, and if you're betting on the UFC fight, um. Take a run at Justin Gaethje. Why not? Let's let's call the upset. Ooh. Let's, let's be a podcast that calls the upset. Why not? All right. We are in on the upset. That'd be fun as hell to see anyway. So Yeah, exactly. If he loses, well then, you know, Habib's the greatest fighter of all time. We already knew this. If he wins, well then it's gonna be Gaethje versus Conor McGregor. That'll be fun. Yeah, I think that that's just what people are hoping for down the road, so I'm in on it. 
Good. Good. All right, everybody. Uh, I hope you win all of your bets and cash out high, and we will catch you next week. Righty Westgate says go Irish. Yippee-ki-yay, bitch.